Radio Action Theater presents Child of the Sun, the expedition of Hernando de Soto, a drama in five episodes. Your host, Eli Wallach. By the middle of 1540, Hernando de Soto and his army of 600 men have been traveling for over a year since landing at Tampa Bay. They've marched north through present-day Florida and Georgia, stopping briefly in the country of Cofita Chiqui in South Carolina, crossing the great smoky mountains of North Carolina and Tennessee before making their way south again to the paramount chiefdom of Cusa, centered in northwestern Georgia. Many centuries before, the natives of this region had established a civilization based on agriculture with large chiefdoms made up of many towns and villages. By humiliating their leaders, taking them hostage, and resorting to torture when necessary, the Spaniards wreaked havoc on the Indian societies they encountered. Hernando de Soto knew full well what he was doing. As it was when he fought with the Pizarro brothers in Peru, he would terrify the Indians into submission at whatever cost. Episode 4 of Child of the Sun, A Fight to the Last. The story of the toils and hardships attending Don Hernando de Soto in the conquest of Florida, who he was and who the others were with him, all that they saw and what befell them. This is how they come, in peace, with spies and worthless trinkets. Let's not provoke them. Perhaps he is the child of the sun, as they claim. <laughs> He has made slaves of other tribes and taken their women for his soldiers. Hear this, child of the sun. The sun will not rise on the day the people of Tuscaloosa become slaves. October 1540. We'd traveled five months since leaving the country of Kofitacheki where many had urged Don Hernando to establish a settlement and gather the valuable pearls abundant there. But Don Hernando sought a treasure like the one he had found in Peru, of gold and silver. We had forced the Indians of each country to do our bidding, enslaving them to carry the provisions. Going from one chiefdom to the next, we had followed endless rumors of gold and found none. Now, we were to meet the cacique whose reputation as a warrior was greater than any we'd known before. As we rode into the village of Atahachi, we saw him sitting on a mat in front of a dwelling, surrounded by his men on top of an earthen mound. He made no move to rise. Maneuver the horses, men! Show them what they can do! Yeah! 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 Great chief, we've heard much about the lands you rule and your mighty powers. We come to you in peace as we explore this land for the king of Spain and the emperor of all Christians, Charles V. Hey, 
Yago ke haj majle, glaha shaylan ke. Na na iski din hi jab pagano mukala je. Okay aryo. Okay. Yatha kuna chikko sanko. He says your lordship is most welcome. He will use few words, since what we do is more important than what we say. He eagerly awaits what you will command. Tell the chief. I thank him for his words of welcome and invite him to dine with me this evening as my guest. We shall discuss ways to cooperate in the spirit of peace and friendship. What they say? I can only understand some of what they say. Pedro! People accept your peace as equals. Very well. We will dine this evening. Stop here. A final word before we go in. They're watching us. Let them watch. Be wary of these men. It's my right to ask. What will come, will come, wife. They are here. Now we must deal with them. What does the thunder tell us, priest? That we will do battle with these hair faces? Or that the rain will soon come down on us? It tells us they are powerful, their weapons, fierce. Perhaps. Yet I see it's raining in the next valley. Our people are ready to fight, Tascalusa. Take all the women and children from Abila. Move them to other towns. Call in the chieftains and their men and make ready. If the need comes... It's only... I've never seen an enemy such as this. They will not make slaves of us or our children, wife. If we weaken now, there will be no end to it. It's time to go in. Tell the chief we thank him for the entertainment he has provided us. The chief thanks you for this meal, but must now return to his village with his men. Tell him we would like him to sleep here as our guest. Tell him it is my practice to entertain all chieftains as my guest whenever I arrive in a new territory, that he must sleep here. What are they doing? He's telling his men to go and speaks of a town called Mabila or Mabila. Oh, well, very well. His men may go. Tascalusa says he is glad to sleep here. To study you more closely.
Good. We'll study each other, then. Now, tell him we need Indian bearers as we cross his territory, and a number of women as servants. He says he will give you 400 bearers tomorrow. The women he'll give you in this town of Mabila some leagues away. Tell him I thank him, that we shall be friends, and that I will show him my gratitude. Good night, chief. On Tuesday, October 12th, we left the village of Atahachi, taking along the chief and many of his principal men. Don Hernando! Two of our men are missing. I think looking for a woman, a slave who got away. Oh, the Indians are provoking us. Uh, we'll speak to the chief. Ascalusa! Your people have taken one of my captains prisoner. Release him at once! You'll stay my prisoner until he comes back! What's this one saying? He asks if it's any obligation of theirs to keep track of your men. Insolent! Wait! Tascalusa says he will send a messenger ahead to Mabila, to the chief there who is his vassal. He will inquire about your captain. Have him do it then. Baltasar! Send two of your men ahead to Mabila. What about the missing men? I warned them not to stray. If they're dead, so be it. Let's see what we find in this town of Mabila. The town, lying on a beautiful plain, was surrounded by a wall as high as three men and constructed of wood beams as thick as an ox sunk into the ground. At every fifty feet was a tower that could hold seven or eight men, and in the lower part of the wall, up to the height of a man, were openings for shooting arrows at those outside. Oh, look at that! Don Hernando, it's best we not enter this town. Not till we hear from the scouts sent by Gallegos. Juan Danasco. They must realize that they cannot defeat us, that our will is too strong. I will lodge him, Avila. Don Hernando, caution. I'm sure they're planning an attack. This Tascalusa... So it was in Peru. We were outnumbered, 10, 20 to 1, with Indians coming from all sides. Then let the army enter with us and leave the provisions Who's this coming? The scouts. They're safe, thank God. Of course they're safe. Commandante... The town's filled with warriors, no women anywhere, and in the houses, weapons, many weapons. I knew the it! treacherous! We'll have to lay siege! One or this. Tell Tascalusa we will enter Mavila. Bring together no more than 40 horsemen, well armed, to go in with us. Also the bearers. The others will remain here. Don Hernando, they're waiting for us! You may stay here, Baltasar, if that's your wish. I would not have the Indians see us in fear. No, you will need us all. Anyone else? Very well then. 
For king, for God, for Castile. For king, for God, for Castile. Let's go. Baltasar, Luis, keep ready. Two, three hundred. No women or children. Dismount. Fernando, the chief says you will be lodged in the houses to this side. His vassals have prepared huts for the army outside town. A trap! Where does he go? Tascalusa! They're hostile, Don Hernando. Stop him! He's no. getting away! No! Do not restrain him. Chief Tascalusa! Don Hernando, we've got to withdraw now. Tascalusa! I wish to speak with you. Tell him, Ortiz. Is everything ready? Ready. To death, then. To the death. Wife, why are you here? Why wasn't she sent with the others? She hid from us. The children are safe. Then get back to the storage huts, quickly. Tascalusa, I demand to speak with you. Soto, What's he saying? He says... He will not come. That he will have nothing further to do with you. No! Do not draw your swords! This is it. He says, Who are we to give orders to Tascalusa? We are thieves and tyrants, and it is only right that we die today. Infidel! To the horses! Get back, man! Get back! They're killing the horses! They've taken the provisions. They've got everything. Leave them. We'll bring the troops back in. We've got to get out. Go! The Indians were driven back to their stockade only to emerge again with even greater ferocity. The battle raged for hours, with slaughter on both sides. But as they had no defensive armor, the Indians took the greater losses. Their blood filled the ponds where the Spaniards stopped to drink. Retreat to the stockade, Don Hernando. Take access to the walls. Get our people out that are still inside. Then set the town afire. The provisions, Don Hernando. They're inside the walls. Set the town afire! As the town fell into ashes, the last Indian warriors killed themselves rather than fall into our hands. The fire we had set had burned most of the pearls we still had with us, all clothes and ornaments, the sacramental cups, wafers, and wine for saying mass, all medicines, and many weapons which had been packed away. Over 2,000 Indians had died at Mabila. Only 18 Christians, though there was not a single man who had not been wounded. That night, a pall descended on the battlefield. Death 
was in the air. Everything gone. These are the only clothes I have. And look! You, sharpening your axe. We'll never beat these people. It'll happen again, what happened here. Ah, the hidden are no match for us. Stupid idiot. We're in their country. And God or no God, they'll kill us. You can go to hell. I'll go to hell if it takes me away from here. Oh, get him out of my sight. All right. Lobos, Gutierrez, no more. Sergeant, tell the man your plan. All right, listen. An Indian we captured yesterday tells us the Spanish ships are sailing along the south coast, 30 leagues from here. We're wasting our time in this country. There is no gold. It's time we all made our way to Peru or Mexico. There's when men get rich, not here. We're killing ourselves for nothing. But what about Don Hernando? He has no choice now but to head for the sea. It's over. Shh. Who's that coming? Nuno. What's this grumbling? Uh, ready to sleep for six days? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get some sleep, you man. You'll need it. Good night, Nuno. Bastard. Hmm. You're sure of this? I tell you, they are planning to desert. Tell Don Hernando. No, no, wait, wait. Perhaps the men are right. To head for Mexico... Where already there are 10,000 Spaniards crawling over the land, looking for gold? Well, at least there is gold to be found. <sighs> My captain, if I thought there was one ounce of disloyalty in your blood, I'd be forced to spill it. That's enough, Tomar. I am your superior. <sighs> for our Don Hernando, I would spill it. All right. All right, no, no. Put your knife away. I will tell Don Hernando. Uh. Is it true? Is it true? I have heard it with my own ears, Don Hernando, walking among the men. They plan to desert when we meet up with the ships of Maldonado along the coast. No. Then we will not meet the ships of Maldonado. We will go without provisions. The men will wear whatever they can fashion and scavenge any armor they can find. Yes, Don Hernando. It's not our steel that makes us superior, but our courage. Yes, Don Hernando. You have my total loyalty and that of my men. What of the others? Añasco and Gallegos? I cannot say, Don Hernando. Although they have questioned your decisions before. Watch them closely, Luis. The men are impatient, but we'll find this treasure of Florida. As God is my witness, we will find it. Men! Tomorrow we march north. At dawn. North? And what about the ships? We were heading to the sea. Weapons should be taken to the forges and repaired as quickly as possible. It's not right. You there! You have something to say? Say it! At dawn! Leaving the charred ruins of Mabila on the 14th of November, 1540, the army marched five days through a wilderness, crossed a river, and continued north. The men were in rags, their weapons crudely refashioned. As the army encamped for its second winter 
in the town of Chikasa, heavy snows fell. Men, be on the alert. We may be attacked. <laughs> si, si, si. Don Hernando has asked the chief here for bearers. We do not know what he will do. Now be ready. On the alert. Two years on the alert. Oh, shut up. Tell me to shut up. Same to you. Hey, Guzman is on guard. Let him be on the alert. Hey, <laughs> go away. <sighs> Two years. <laughs> and no clothes. Dear skin to wear, like, like a wild beast. <laughs> a deer. What's that? Ah, animals. Rodents. Uh, don't worry, I won't eat you. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Ambush! Fire! They set their own town on fire! Get me a horse! A horse! Hurry! Attack, man! Attack! Santiago! In the darkness, the confusion and rout among the Christians was complete. When it was over, the town of Chicasa lay in cinders, torched by its own people. Eleven Christians had died by fire, and fifty horses. Those who'd been able to salvage any clothes at Mabila now lost everything. Don Hernando was unbowed. After time to recover, in April of 1541, the army moved on from Chicasa, through swamps and hills, through country where no Indians could be found. Many Spaniards now dug for roots to stay alive. Finally, we came to the broadest river most of the Christians had ever seen, wider, some said, than the Danube. Near the far bank, a large party of Indian warboats, large dugout canoes, each filled with many warriors, paddled back and forth. Coming closer with their plumes, shields, and pennants, and the number of people in their fleet, they looked like an armada. De Soto ordered boats to be built for a crossing. All right, men, listen to me. We will cross this river to the great country that lies beyond. I will have your pledge to take the opposite shore from the Indian or die. Do I have it? You will take the opposite shore or die. When the first wave of Spaniards landed, each man having pledged to fight to the death to secure the beach, the Indians had withdrawn. 
At a place called Pacaja, Don Hernando ordered a cross to be built. Each man bent to the cross and kissed the ground before it. The Indians did the same. The chief of Pacaja had heard that Don Hernando was the child of the sun and wanted his help in bringing rain. As if by miracle, the next day the rains came down. But the Spaniards prayed not for rain, but for an end to their ordeal. For Don Hernando's desperation seemed to grow, bringing his expedition closer and closer to disaster. There was no sign anywhere of the fabulous treasure men once had dreamed of, but so far never found. Did the natives of La Florida ever really believe that Hernando de Soto was the child of the sun, as he claimed to be? It's far more likely they saw him as a demon, as the warrior proclaimed at Mabila before he was struck down by the Spaniards, beginning the horrific bloodbath in which an entire Indian city was wiped out. Most of the Indians chose to avoid de Soto, the powerful chiefs of Cofitacheque and Cusa welcomed him, only to regret it later. The giant chief Tazcaluza fought him at Mabila on the plains of Alabama, and at the cost of his own life and that of his people, inflicted a mighty wound on the Spanish army. It was now more plain than ever that Hernando de Soto was no god, but an ordinary mortal. This is Eli Wallach. Join me next time for the final episode of Child of the Sun. Child of the Sun, a drama in five episodes, was produced and directed by Robert Clem and adapted from the true relation of the Portuguese gentleman of Elvas, published in 1557. Music score composed and performed by Donald Stark. Script by Robert Clem. Sound effects by Arthur Miller. In the cast were Roger Preto, Arturo Castillo, Emilio Del Pozo, Francisco Rivella, Mateo Gomez, Paul D'Amato, Juan Aguero, Adriano Gonzalez, Blanca Camacho, Ron Hale, Raul Breton, and George Lee Andrews. The program was recorded at West Tracks Recording Studios in New York City by Jesse Plumley, and mixed at the studios of South Carolina Educational Radio by Bill Sexton. For portions of the program recorded in Native American languages, special thanks to Greg Keyes, to Robert Bushyhead and Gene Blanton of the North Carolina Cherokees, and to the Choctaw people of Conahata, Mississippi. Funding for this series was provided by the Florida Humanities Council, the Arkansas Humanities Council, the North Carolina Humanities Council, the Mississippi Humanities Council, the New Jersey Committee for the Humanities, the South Carolina Humanities Council, and the Program for Cultural Cooperation between Spain's Ministry of Culture and U.S. Universities. The series is a production of Radio Action Theater and the Foundation for New Media. <laughs>